You're listening to Sleeping in Class with Professor Rafa. Be still and relax. Class is in session now. What if I told you that bananas were berries and that strawberries, despite their name, were not? According to botany, this is true. You can look it up if you don't believe me. Let's take a few steps back. We know that flowers are the reproductive organs of plants. Through pollination, flowers exchange gametes or sex cells. The pollen contains the male gamete, and inside of the flower there is an ovary which contains the female gamete. When this ovary is fertilized by the pollen, it changes and turns into a seed. The flower changes shape when this happens, and this new structure with the seed inside is what we call a fruit. So, in botanical terms, the fruit is basically any vessel for seeds. An easy example of this is the lemon. During their blooming season, lemon plants produce small white flowers with five petals. They are beautiful, but don't usually get used as ornamental flowers. When that lemon flower does get fertilized, the ovary grows and changes shape. It takes over the entire flower. It closes up. It becomes fleshy and juicy, and it turns yellow. The different parts of the ovary then become the different parts of the fruit. Its lining becomes the skin. Part of it thickens and gets fleshy with little sacs of juice. And at the center, it creates seeds. And thus, this lemon fruit is formed. A less obvious example is the dandelion. Dandelions are famously depicted in one of two forms. In the spring, we recognize them as beautiful flowers that decorate plenty of gardens around the world. We also know that later in the year, dandelions take the form of these cottony structures that, when blown, disperse into the wind. Of course, the cotton structure is an adaptation for the dandelion that allows its seeds to be taken into the air and dispersed far away. You might see where I'm going with this. Where is the fruit? That cotton parachute with a seed attached is actually the dandelion's fruit. Well, here's one more example to really drive this home. Rice. Rice has a flower form. When it is newly budding, rice looks like grass, but with some thin green projections coming out beside the leaf. These projections are part of the rice flower. They are the male parts because the female parts are within the ovary, which is closer to the stem. Over time, the rice gets fertilized and we start to see brown husky seed-like structures coming out where these green projections once were. This entire rice grain, encased in the chaff, is the rice fruit. In this particular case, 
the line between fruit and seed is very blurred because the fruit is mostly seed. The starchy thing that we do process and eat is derived from the rice seed. Left alone, that seed would normally fall off the plant and into the ground and start a new rice plant. At this point, I hope it's quite clear what I mean when I say the word fruit in a botanical context. Fruit can be those sweet fleshy things that we eat, but they can also be feathery structures that are designed to lift seeds into the air, like in dandelions. With this huge diversity in what can be called a fruit, botanists have come up with many different terms to define the types of fruit. One of these types of fruit is the berry. A berry, in botanical terms, is a simple, fleshy fruit that corresponds to a single ovary. A banana is soft and fleshy. The number of fruit in a bunch roughly corresponds to the number of ovaries in a flower. Botanists know this from observing banana flowers and fruits at different stages of development and determining this. Thus, botanically speaking, bananas are berries. And strawberries, on the other hand, are not berries. Strawberries are part of a category called aggregate achenes. This is actually two categories of fruit, the aggregate and the achene. Neither are berries. Botanically speaking, the individual seeds on the surface of the strawberry are actually its fruits. Those on the surface are the only structures that are derived from the ovaries of the flower. Since they are tough and crunchy and not juicy, they are called akin fruits. Since there's many of these akin fruits grouped together from one flower, they are called aggregates. Thus, the strawberry is an aggregate akin fruit. So, what is the sweet, red, fleshy, and juicy part? Is that part of the fruit? In botany, this is referred to as an accessory fruit, because it is derived from a different part of the flower and not the ovary. The receptacle at the base of the strawberry flower is the one that grows and becomes plump and juicy, and the akin fruits that come from the ovaries are stuck to its surface. This is why, botanically speaking, strawberries are not berries. From the other examples that I mentioned earlier, dandelions are also a type of akin. Lemons are considered a subtype of berry known as a hesperidium. Citrus fruit in general are part of this category. Rice, on the other hand, is part of another category of fruit called 
Caryopsis. Grains and wheat belong to this category as well. All of these different classifications are meant to tell us different things about these fruits. For example, another category of fruit is the droop. This is a fruit with a fleshy outer layer surrounding a single solid hardened pit which contains one seed. Popular examples are the peach, the mango, and the apricot. Less obvious examples of droop fruits are olives and coffee. They differ from berries mainly because of the way the seed in the center is organized, because some berries may have multiple seeds, whereas droops will always have one solid single pit. There's a much longer list of terms for different classifications of fruit, and it would take a lot of time for me to define all of them now. So instead, I want to pose the question, what is the point for having all of these terms? I've been very careful throughout this episode to emphasize that the terms I've used so far are botanical terms. It's all about the context. In the context of studying plants, it is important for botanists to know what part of a flower comprises the fruit and what kind of vessel holds the seed at the core. It helps us understand how plants are genetically related, how their adaptations work, and just overall improves our knowledge of them. This has much implications on growing plants for agricultural and industrial use as well. For the average person, this level of context doesn't really matter. It's very important to take this into account. For example, a chef who is trying to determine the best way to use fruits in a dish. They just need to know a different definition of fruit and berry that is relevant to their purposes. If it is small, juicy, and I don't need to remove the skin before eating it, then I will define it as a berry. By this culinary definition, strawberries are berries, but bananas are not. This is similar to the debate about tomatoes being fruits or vegetables. They're both. It just depends on the context. Tomatoes come from flowers and hold seeds, so botanically, they are fruits, but in the kitchen, they aren't sweet and they probably don't taste that good in desserts. Thus, they are vegetables. Both definitions are correct in the relevant context. All this to say, as fun as it is to surprise people with a bold claim that strawberries aren't scientifically defined as berries, the reality is to certain people and professions that doesn't really matter. To them, strawberries will remain berries. It's one thing to know the definition of a term. 
but it's another thing entirely to know the right context and situation to deploy that knowledge in order for it to make sense. That is a skill in and of itself. Sleeping in Class with Professor Rafa is brought to you by Bunk Collective. For news and updates, follow us on your favorite social media at SleepingRafa and at TheBunkPH. Until then, class dismissed.